This is part two of um, a, a word that God gave us fourth Sunday. And we said we would come back to, and I believe we're going to have to come back to it again if pastor permits and gives us to go ahead, we'll do that. But Psalm 46, and just for time's sake, I'll just read the first verse. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Read that again. It says, God is our refuge and strength. It's our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. We use for a topic um, on Fourth Sunday, conquering the unexpected storm. And again, as we stated before, this is uh, part two of sorts to that. But if I had to give a subtopic, it would be check your cargo. Check your cargo. Conquering the unexpected storm. And just to kind of recap what we talked about on Fourth Sunday to bring us to this point, we talked about how usually when there's an impending storm, we'll begin to receive warnings, um, whether that be uh, our phones going off or across um, the news stations or the radio stations or people will begin to call, have you heard that this is on, on the way or that this might happen by Tuesday or by Wednesday? And when we receive those types of messages, it gives us an opportunity to go and prepare. And so oftentimes we'll go to the grocery stores and we'll gather with our families and we'll um, get batteries and candles and all of that, all of those things so we can prepare for the storm we've been told is surely on the way. But what about those storms that catch us by surprise, the ones we get no warnings about? They just kind of show up. And I'm reminded always of the interviews we see on television or I used to watch a show called Storm Chasers and different things about tornadoes and oftentimes their testimony would be we didn't know it was coming we just heard a roar and by that time it was too late we're talking about unexpected storms those storms where you have the unexpected death the unexpected layoff the unexpected uh, uh, job change the unexpected things to happen in your home or in your finances just the unexpected storms that hit us and we don't have a time to prepare for them that's what God wants to talk about in talking about weathering the storm we talked about when you are a ship in the midst of a storm and the waves are, 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 are roaring and the winds are blowing and you're being tossed to and fro. We talked about the importance of stability and what we found is that in ships there's something called a ballast and it's at the bottom of a ship and what that ballast uh, the purpose of that ballast is to take in water and put out water, but it holds on to enough that the ship might be balanced even in the storm. And so we talked about how in our lives, when storms hit us, that we are to hold on to the lesson of the situation, but we are to let go of the bitterness and the hurt that will sometimes try to stick around. And when that, when those things stick around, it changes who we are. It, it hinders our our ability to be who God has called us to be and to do the things God has called us to do. So 
Um, the balance is, 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 its purpose is to serve as a balancer of sorts. And so when things hit our lives, if we hold on to the pain as well as the lesson, we hurt ourselves. So that's a little bit recap from Fourth Sunday. And today we want to talk about the cargo that you carry. Because we also found out while studying that not only does the ballast cause you to be balanced in the storm, but your cargo does as well. Your cargo is important. If it's too heavy, it can sink you. If it's too light, it can sink you. It's important to have the right weight in your cargo, the thing that you carry. Somebody say amen. Well, the things that determine uh, the, the weight of it is um, what's, what's on the inside. Y'all praying for me. Okay, so your cargo represents things you carry, and can I be honest with you and tell you people you carry as well. What's in you for real is made known in the midst of a storm, and some of us are carrying some things God wants to free us from because it's too heavy for us. The cargo is too heavy and will cause our ships to sink in the storm. The truth of the matter is some of you are sinking and gasping for air even right now you're continuously going down because you don't want to throw overboard the thing God is instructing you to and the very thing you're holding on to is the very thing that's taking you under somebody shout you gotta let it go so in the midst of the storm you don't have time to be figuring out what should be carrying what you should be carrying along with you you don't have time in the midst of the storm to be figuring out who you are in God and who God has called you to be and where God God has called you to be and what God has called you to do in the midst of the storm is not the place to be trying to figure out what God requires of you you don't know if you're a ship you don't know if you're the captain you don't know if you were a crewman and you don't you don't know you're trying to lead when God says you should follow you're following when God says you should lead you're unstable and we talked about before that an unstable uh, a man that is unstable, a double-minded man, help me Holy Ghost, is unstable in all of his ways. So when you're unstable, can I share with you today, you're more likely to be shipwrecked. When you're trying to figure out what God would have you to do and which direction he wants you to go, in the midst of a storm, you're confused. That's the time you're to know exactly who you are. You're to know exactly what God has spoken. You're to know exactly the direction you are to go. You are to know exactly who God is in you and who you are in him. That's not the time to figure it out. Somebody say it ain't the time to figure it out. And there are some of us in here today that are shipwrecked. We're waiting to be rescued from the dry, deserted island we find ourselves on. Some of us are stuck, hallelujah, and we think just because we're surviving that we're living. But I've come to tell you a notice that I've come to serve notice that you're confused. Surviving isn't living. There's a difference in surviving. When you're surviving a thing, you're always itching and scratching and trying to find your way out. But when you're living, there's a certain kind of swag you have about yourself. There's a certain kind of confidence you have about yourself when you're living your walk is a little bit different come on when you're living when you're living and not surviving what the enemy throws at you does not take you by surprise because you're connected enough that the Holy Ghost will warn you that something is on the way so when it comes because 
because I'm living and not surviving and I'm connected to the source. I'm ready to handle whatever he throws my way. Somebody says there's a difference in living and surviving. I want to live in him. But can I serve you notice while you're surviving on your deserted island and waiting to be rescued, no one's coming. I don't care how many fouls, how many fires you build. I don't care how many SOS signals you send out. I don't care how, how, how far you climb up and try to signal the passing ships. No one's coming. We got to stop waiting for someone to come get us. And I get it. When you're hurting and you're wondering, Lord, doesn't somebody see me? I'm hurting, I'm bleeding, I've been cut, I've been uh, mishandled, I've been misused, and I'm over here and I'm bleeding. Don't they see my wound? Don't they see that the tears that I'm crying aren't tears of worship, but they're tears of pain? Can't somebody sense me in their spirit when they walk by? Don't they sense that my spirit is low and I don't know what to do, that I'm barely putting one foot in front of the other? Don't somebody see that I'm malnourished in my spirit and I need some help? I'm shipwrecked and I'm on this island by myself. God, does anybody feel me? Can you just send me somebody to fly over and just drop me a package or something? And God says, no. He says, no. He said, not this time. You got to do the work. You got to do the work to get back to the place I purpose you to be. Hallelujah. You can't blame anyone. Come on, you can't blame anyone about the place you find yourself. So you got to do the work yourself to get up from where you are and get to the place God has called you to be in. Somebody shall do the work. Come on, tell yourself you got to do the work. You got to do the work. So you must know who you are and be confident enough to walk therein. Too many believers are not walking in the purpose the purpose that God has called them to because of fear and insecurities. We tear that down today. We come against the spirit right now that would keep you dormant and stuck in a place that God has freed you from. You stand before an open door that holds your freedom, but because of fear, you won't take one step, but God says, today you're going to do the work. Today you're going to, well, no one's going to push you through the door. Today you're going to do the work. You need a job. You're going to get up off your do nothing. Get out there. Fill out some applications. Stop waiting on folk to call you. Get yourself up and go after what God has promised for you come against the spirit that would keep you living below what God has called you to and so today we declare that you will get up and you're going to move forward in the things of God listen I know you've been hurt I know you've been disappointed I know you've gotten it wrong and you've made some mistakes. Anybody been there? I know you feel less than and you feel 
unequipped to do the thing that God is calling you to. You feel like you don't measure up because you're comparing yourself to what you see. But what you don't realize is that what God placed in you is just as strong or stronger what you're comparing yourself to. So God needs you to trust not yourself enough, but trust him enough to get up from where you are and just put one foot in front of the other foot. He, he needs you to trust what he's spoken a long time ago. And though it does not look like it, and though it does not feel like it, God says, I want to remind you today of the person I've called you to be greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. So God said, trust me enough to put one foot in front of the other foot. And also know it's not about how you feel, hallelujah, but it's about what you believe. Lord, have mercy. Do you even believe what God says about you? I'm quiet on purpose. Do you believe what he said about your marriage and about your children and about your job and about your finances, about your ministry, about the thing he's called you to? Do you even believe what he's spoken? Hallelujah. You've got to know. Number one, what God has spoken. And number two, you got to believe it. You got to have enough faith to believe it. And if you're carrying excess baggage that you aren't meant to, it is going to cause your ship to sink because it's too heavy for you, but not for God. And some of us are carrying the weight of guilt and shame. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, what they're saying is true about you. Yeah, it's a real struggle. But God says, I'm calling you from that place. You don't have to cover it up. You ain't got a lot of nobody. You don't have to put on your makeup if you and try to cover it up. But God says, be real about where you are because when you're real about where you are it gives me an opportunity to come in and be God in your life but when you're faking the funk and, and you're going along and you're being something that you're not when hallelujah when you're not real about your struggle it stays the hand of God if it's tore up from the flow up just say it's tore up from the flow up and some of us are carrying the weight of anger and bitterness and some of us are carrying the weight of resentment and unforgiveness hurt and disappointment and I know all of that stuff is real but I've come to let you know that it's weighing you down and God wants to deal with your heart today so you can walk in the freedom that comes from listen that comes from exchanging your burden for his that's good news Matthew 11 28 and 30 says that we are to give over our burden and take on his burden and the Passion translation reads like this. It says that God is an oasis in our times of trouble. He's an oasis in the time of trouble. And an oasis is partly defined, as y'all know, I like definitions. It's partly defined as a pleasant change from something that is usual, usually annoying or difficult. So what's annoying me? What's difficult for me? What keeps me awake at night? What causes me to cry and not be able to form the words to rightly express where I am to others? What weighs on my heart and what stays in my spirit, God won't. Yeah. Uh, that's good news. Yeah. He wants to ex me to exchange that for his burden. Because his joke is easy and his 
burning his light. Lord have mercy. So he said, you take my stuff, I'll make it pleasant for you. And all of that gunk that keeps you stuck and that keeps you struggling, I'll take that daughter. I'll take that son. That thing that's weighing on your heart. I thought y'all would be more excited about that. So the stuff that keeps you up at night, God is saying, give it to me. And I need you to remember that he says he's our refuge and he's our strength. Brother Taj, Brother Powell, y'all can get the communion ready. He says that he's our refuge and strength. So a refuge is what? A place of shelter, a place that covers us. And for so long, this end strength, we believed was not only would he shelter me and not only would he cover me, but then he's going to fight for me because he's my strength. No. He's going to give you the strength to fight for yourself. I'll keep you safe. I'll cover you as long as you're in my will. But I'm going to give you the strength to do it. Yeah, I'm going to give you the strength when others turn, turn around and turn away from the storm. I'm going to strengthen you to ride it out. <laughs> when others give up and when others uh, uh, throw in the towel, I'm going to strengthen you to continue to tell me yes. And what's going to happen is that people are going to be baffled about why, you're not, why you haven't given up and why you haven't thrown in the towel. And how is it that she keeps her hand lifted? And I know what she's going through. How is it that he's still so faithful? And I know what he's facing. Have you heard about what happened to him? Have you heard about what they said about him? Do you see the way he still praises God? Do you still the way she the way she still praises God do you see the way they continue to tell God yes when everything around them says that they should tell him no do you see how they keep moving forward when the odds are against them and everything says they should turn back and run do you see how in the midst of adversity she has her dukes up and she's still getting her fight on in the midst of hell midst of the storm his strength causes us to walk in victory it does not fight for us but it gives us the ability to fight for ourselves so what am I saying as you stand what I'm saying is Same thing I said earlier. Stop waiting on other folk. And do it yourself. Push past your feel-good moments. <laughs> your temporary stuff. And pursue God on another level. Walk away from the thing that you're holding on to because can I tell you something? What you're holding on to might look like one thing, but it's really an anchor. <laughs> and that anchor's going to cause you to sink. And I know you're holding on to it because at one time it worked for you. <laughs> I know you're holding on to it because at one point it, it, it helped you along the way. But God says it's time to come from there. It's time to move up from there. Because it no longer works for you. I got more for you. Somebody say, I want more. 
You've got to make up in your mind to want what God has for you so bad that nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. I don't have time. You'll get a headache trying to figure it out. Trying to put it together and you're waiting on confirmations and he's confirmed it about five times. He ain't doing it no more. You're waiting on a word for somebody when God says, I'm not going to send you a word because they'll take my glory. This one coming from me. I'm not going to let anybody help you because even though you might say glory to God, they're going to walk away patting themselves on the back. This one's coming from me. I'm getting the glory out of this. And I've positioned you in a place where no one else can get my glory. <laughs> so though you find yourself on a deserted island, I have placed in you what you need to get off. Build your boat. <laughs> I have placed in you the know-how to put it together, the strategy to get it together and work that thing for your good. But you got to do it. I've given you the strategy, the blueprint to victory, to freedom, to deliverance, to wholeness, to next level stuff. But you got to walk it out. I'm not pulling you out of this one. You're going to have to ride it out. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We honor you. God, that you would love us enough to continuously speak to us. Lord, we thank you for your word that heals your word that instructs and gives us correction and direction. We thank you for that. And Father, we pray that your word today has fallen on good ground and that it will produce fruit that will keep on giving. Lord, we love you so much. Help us to tap into the strategies and the, the, the visions and the instructions you've placed on the inside of us that your will might be done in the earth through your vessels. God calls us to examine our cargo. Hallelujah. And carry the right things with us. And to throw away that which would hinder us or weigh us down. Help us to trust you enough to give it to you. So we can walk in freedom. In Jesus name we pray. Everybody say amen.